Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Stay alive. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. And we are going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And I, Ketron Porter, am going to be the teller of the tale. And I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to try to stay alive. Bam, 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 bam. Ooh, I like that. Hey, Gina holes out. It's my bitch. How goes it? It goes. Great. Well. That's all we can ask is that we keep going. Keep on keeping on. Yep. Exactly. Um, I uh, am asleep. <laughs> uh, when we were doing the sound check, we have to do like 20 seconds of room tone. My brain fell asleep. I had, I like woke up in the middle of it going, oh, I need to, I can stop doing this now. (laughs) So any consciousness that you're experiencing from me right now is purely artificial. Thank you uh, for trying. (laughs) Yep. And being with us. Yeah. I just, I'm excited to see what comes out of my uh, semi-dream state. I think Ooh. those are always really fun episodes. I mean, I agree. Sometimes those yeah. are the most fun. I feel like there was many, many, many episodes ago where, like, for some reason, you hadn't slept for, like, three days. Or yeah. Something yeah. insane. Yeah, when I was taking, like, a class and doing and you were, like, something else, too. Like, I, I yeah. used to just... Yeah, it was it was team no sleep for sure. Yeah, team no sleep, and you were just like, I'm hyped up on bee pollen. <laughs> Is that what it was? No, it was something from Bali. Yeah, that was like crack juice. Crack. That I just I still have some and like never want to take it again. I think it gave me adrenal yeah. fatigue. A j- oh right. <laughs> Why did I think it was bee pollen? Who knows. Are you telling me that bees had nothing to do with it? And I literally just made that up. I, I, not that I recall, but I was asleep. So, oh, <laughs> maybe you know better than me. 
I think I think maybe I might be the expert on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. I just kicked my mic away. I'm tangled in so many cords. So many cords. Oh, too many cords. It's literally wrapped three times around my ankle. How did What's I do that? What's going on? I don't know. All right. You fell asleep into the cords. I did. I really did. Uh, so what's what's happening on the, on the uh, home front, Ms. What's Burns? What's happening? I'm feeling peppy today. Uh, I've really gotten back into my my mindset game, which was a long time of crying. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really feeling the upswing of it these days, which is great. That's fucking great. Um, had like a good morning of just I worked out, and then I like just like meditated and visualized a lot, and it just felt good. I fucking I just love that. Felt good. I haven't exercised in a little while. Thank you for reminding me that I should move my body. Oh, yes. I mean, it's been uh, like I've been wanting. I started to do a couch to 5K because I hadn't ran for a while since I moved away from the beach. Right. And then the fires began. And so I haven't been able to go outside. So I was yeah. feeling real bummed about that earlier this week. And I like yeah. pulled some cards and like really really went deep into like I was like I need to work on I'm just gonna take time and do me for I hours I <laughs> instead of like like I was like well I, I got it. the time I'm just gonna like focus on like working on myself and like working shit out and stuff because it like not only can we not go places now we, we can't, can't go outside either like outside was the only thing we could do yeah it's 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 a bananas time guys it's a real bananas time today is definitely the the least smoky it was and the best air index number that it's been in a while that's what I was just going to ask you I don't think our forecast currently says smoke on it (laughs) for once I believe it's still unhealthy for sensitive groups currently but um so Glendale says sunny nice but if you swipe up it'll tell you the let's see the actual number yeah, so and anything over a hundred is ain't great. Um, guys, are we a weather podcast now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Am I looking at the weather? Zero uh, percent chance of rain. Eleven uh, percent humidity. Uh, feels like ninety-seven, but it is only oh ninety-seven. Feels like ninety-seven is ninety-seven. <laughs> Thank you. And that's been our weather report from. But you KK missed Sam. the actual number. The bottom, bottom left. I'm sorry. I'm asleep. Bottom left, air quality, we go. moderate. And the number is? 93. Oh, 93 is not the worst. I, we're still oh, over cool. 100 where I am. But like oh, a day are... or two ago, we were at like 165. What in the fuck? Which is like, like literal. What the fuck? Yeah. Death air. Um, so beep, boop, 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 boop. I don't know. Uh, basically, I just like. Don't leave my apartment. So that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this too shall pass, as yeah. I keep saying to myself over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did sell my car. Finally got oh, the yeah, title. Was... Figured the title yeah. out. They mailed Fucking it to me. Little Sammy. And then she's all gone. She's officially no longer mine. She served you well. I remember the day you bought that car. She really did. She was a great gal. She was a wonderful, wonderful lady. We had some great um, times together. I, let's see, what do I have going on? Uh, I did, 
uh, I did change my medication, so thank you for my accountability next week. Yay. That is why I'm not sleeping. Good job. We're proud of you. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and I don't know. I think that's kind of it. Well, that's me. a big one. That's pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty big. So I am... Yeah. Um, I am... Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this. They're not. <laughs> well, we can always cut it. I'm dating some people. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm, my face is bright red. So I, I have been talking to a person from like Bumble. Um, a, I joined Bumble again. I was only doing Hinge and then I went on Bumble and I was okay. like, try to mix it up, get some new people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, sure, and the sure. first person I started to talk to was like really fun and funny. We have like great banter and I really like enjoy talking to him. We have nothing in common. Everything great. we discuss, we're like, nope, not for me. Or like, I feel the opposite. Every single thing. Interesting. We both dislike melons. That's That's the only thing we've that's a jumping off point (laughs) kim i've never met anyone else that doesn't like melons other than you but his is more like fruit in general because of the texture or something like that so it's i think it's a different and you know we weren't high-fiving other reasons but like you know (laughs) i mean in the words of paula abdul opposites attract (laughs) thank you um (laughs) but since so he's like pretty hardcore about quarantining. So um, we only have done like one video chat and then we just text a lot. Um, but uh, also there's no let's go to a park situation right now either. So like I was right. like, okay, well then maybe I'll just virtually date like lots of people. So then I kind mm-hmm. of like did go back on the app and swiped right for a lot of people. And so then it gets really overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I was thinking? I was like, I should straight up like have Kim's login for her dating apps and like organize them. And like Just, I could be you like your secretary. Lose your mind if you got into my dating apps. Cause the other thing about them is like <laughs> I turn them off at certain times, but when you turn it back on, like your messages from like I have messages from like years ago like I have hundreds and hundreds of like just people that I've matched with from like messages of like whether we replied or not sometimes it's just like no one's it wasn't even like a real conversation you know um because yeah it feels like a weird time to be dating dating like in person more than one person like I don't really want to be doing that right now you know that's actually why I feel like I I'm applying for this position that I just made up think about this (laughs) I would like my 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 gossip part of my brain would be so like tr- like triggered just like reading all your messages Girl, and what i could do there. is like sort them out and then i could send a message that's like congratulations you've been accepted into the next round of dating <laughs> feel free to message kim again and you can set up a zoom date and then it's like if you like the zoom date then i can be like congratulations she would like to continue zoom dating that sounds you. lovely for me um yeah i've got about 10 people to reply to right now if you want to just jump in Go for it, girl. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I think this is a great idea. Then I could just like, because like you do get overwhelmed by like yeah, the amount, the sheer volume of people talking to you. Yeah, because it's also just, a lot of the same stuff at the beginning. So you're just like. 100. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like things that you do want to know about a person, but it's like, gosh, we're having the same conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that. I feel like I've had 
text conversations with someone on your behalf before seems supervised. Likely. I would be shocked if you haven't. <laughs> it's true. In our lifetime? Yeah. I yeah. mean, our friendship time? Like, that would be yeah. shocking. It's fucking... Wow. I, I think I'm going to start... I, I mean, I think I'm going to start applying to be some... To be, people's dating secretary let me figure out what my password is i'll send it on over <laughs> great oh my gosh guys if you're overwhelmed by online dating i am available uh to be your secretary you could probably help people with their profiles and stuff too because i oh, think some fuck yeah a lot of my guy friends um struggle that's something that i have done before where i'm like let me see your profile and we'll work yeah. we'll workshop it yeah yeah i i agree with that that could use some work and then I also just feel like making profiles like no tea no shade making a profile is a specific it's, skill yeah and that not everyone is gonna have no no and it's yeah it's literally like marketing who exactly not everyone right. knows yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> so yeah and it's... I'm like let me tell you all the things that go through my head like each time I see like a picture I think I did that for Brett on his podcast actually on let's let's like I remember that. Like, the you first totally time I was did. on on let's die uh, yeah, we just looked at each other's profiles and I was like, okay, here's yeah. what we're going to do. <laughs> That's fucking, and you here's totally why, because like, mm -hmm. I can't see your face. I don't know which one you There's lots of things. Yep. Um, 100. But then the other thing is the one that makes me blush is that out with it. <laughs> out with it. So, so I was visualizing the other day. Hope about my happy sake. future life with my person and then uh -huh. I don't even know how this happened I don't remember Ketrin like I'm not even a, on Facebook I don't even go on Facebook but somehow right. I found myself stalking the photos of um this boy that like when I moved from Philly I was like 13 and there was a the summer before I, I, we were like head over heels for each other like he burnt a heart into my ankle because we were so upset that I was moving away. Like it was, it was very like, we were like yeah. in love. Yeah. Um, and so we're Facebook friends and like, he's like, since like been married, had a kid is going through a divorce. Um, and so I was like randomly looking at his photos and then I was like, I'm just going to write to him. First, I was just doing that thing where I was like, maybe if I like a couple, here I was like, I'm just going to be like, hey, what's up? How are you? Yeah. And then he wrote me back. And then we talked for like three hours. I love that you're like, I don't even know how it happened. Like I you don't. went into a fucking fugue state. A I Facebook did. fugue state. I just visualized what I wanted. And then before I knew it, I was, it was three hours later. I'm talking to... I fucking love it. The only Two. reason I'm not you need a furious. Name for him. Um, uh, yeah, let's call him a. Uh, let's call him Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I'm not furious with you for like opening up a potential relationship with Philly cheesesteak, who lives in Philly, <laughs> is because I just wrote to the Attorney General of Canada to see if I can come live there. <laughs> We're both trying to get out. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then I thought it was kind of just like, oh, we'll catch up, whatever. And then we did slightly profess our love to each other. Slightly. Um, and slightly. <laughs> and then we yeah. talked for like two hours the next night. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, does Philly Cheesesteak have any reason to not move here? Uh, he actually said he wants to move west, but he's like in school for another two years for something. Um, mm. 
I also know that children tend to be a difficult situation in that arena, but he didn't talk about that, that for that reason. But too bad they're not cats. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit my water. water all over her microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but well, that's fun. He's just the. Uh, he just treated me in a way that like no guy ever since has ever actually treated me. Good job, Philly cheesesteak. I'm really I'm very happy about that because I think regardless of what happens, you know, you're such a different person than you were when you were 13. Obviously, yeah. that it's like who who even was that person? But to be reminded, like, oh no, but there is a part of that, like. I remember feeling like I deserve to be treated a certain way. And that's, that's important. Yeah. Like I was like, you just like chose me over anyone else and everyone else. And like, no one else has really done that as much. Yeah. Even like boyfriends that I've had, you know, like, um, and he, <laughs> you can cut whatever you want. He was like, he's like, I'd still choose you. <laughs> and he, but like, this is kind of similar. He's, he's like, he's like, we don't, like, it's like, you're still like who you are. And he's like, obviously like people and experiences like change our perspectives, but like, you're mm-hmm. still who you are, like deep down, you know, like, I think that's totally accurate. Oh, wow. Gosh. Oh wow. gosh, you guys. I'm we'll very, see. I'm very excited about this. If, if for no other reason than like, you know, vision boarding, how you should be talked to and how you should be dealt with, I think 100%. is super important, super important. um that's wonderful so that's my update (laughs) do you want to hear about a movie i would love to i have no idea what it is i didn't even look at the the voting list oh fun to be surprised so it is women directors and horror month women directors month women yeah right women directors i knew all genres of all genres we however our horror movie comedy podcast. So I looked for women who have directed horror movies. Uh, we've actually done some of like the top ones, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of did a little bit more of like a deep dive in terms of my selections. Fun. And I was pretty, I was pretty excited about all of them. Uh, um, so I was, I was like happy with whatever choice it was. Uh, this one is called Soulmate. I've never heard of it. So our patrons picked our matrons. So yeah, so this was um, our patron pick for the month. Yes. What were the other uh, options? Do you remember? I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, One was Office Killer with Judy Greer, which I I definitely want to watch at some point. Prevenge. uh, And I don't remember the other one. And this one. Well, great. I don't know any of these. So yeah, I'm excited. Blank slate. Let's go. Yeah, I I now based on the conversations that we just had in the preamble to me about to tell you the story, it's very funny to me. So this movie is called Soulmate. Uh, oh no, I don't know if yeah. that's gonna be a good thing or a bad thing. It's going to make for interesting questions for you to decide things. Oh no, it's going to be great. And then also considering it is um. It was Mental Health Awareness Week last week, and I was struggling. This is a bit of a trigger warning for Fantastic. That. So, um, so who's the director? Uh, it. Let me read her name because I'm not positive how to pronounce it. So I apologize if I 
mispronounce it. Give me one second. It's a really pretty name that I had never heard before. Axel Carolyn. A X E L L E X L Carolyn. Pretty. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like a really cute name. I was like, oh my gosh. And then like a little girl's nickname would be Axe. Ooh, love Isn't it. Isn't that cute? I know. That's why I was like, I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. So, Soulmate. We open on a gorgeous bathroom with a ball and claw tub, uh, a gorgeous ball mosaic. and claw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's ball called? Ball and claw. Yeah. Ball and claw tub. Yeah. Ball it's and a ball. Claw? Yeah, it's a claw holding a ball. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard that terminology claw. before. I, I I don't think I made it up. You probably Maybe didn't. I, you know houseware much more than I do. So Yeah, I do. And it sounds pretty douchey. So that like <laughs> tracks, that checks it out. All checks, yeah. Fuck it. I'll post more than ball and claw. I'll I'll see if I made it up. <laughs> um I'd okay. love a ball and claw tub. Right? Yeah. And then there was this really beautiful, like, mosaic compass on the floor. It was just, oh, nice. just to Lovely. die for. I feel uh, like I've heard them called clawfoot tubs. Clawfoot? Clawfoot tubs. Honestly, Kim, maybe it's that. It could be that. I'm asleep. Be pollen. I'm, fu- I'm in a fugue state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, water running. Uh, lovely uh, candles lit. And we see someone putting in these beautiful diamond earrings, uh, dangly diamond earrings, then putting uh, a beautiful diamond necklace on. And we see that um, the woman looking in the mirror. And then we see that she gets into the bathtub in her LBD that she's wearing, her little black dress that she's wearing. So I was like, oh, we're in a state of crisis. Um, And that's when I wrote Gorgeous Bathroom Floor. Uh, and then as she's sitting in the tub, she picks up a knife and slits both of her wrists. Fuck. Yeah. We hear a knock at the door. Uh, she obviously doesn't get up to open it. She sinks under the water. The person that was knocking at the door is able to break down the door, busts in. The camera goes to white, and then we just see soulmate scrawled across the screen. So, cut to gorgeous British countryside (laughs) just so beautiful I was here for it just hills and fog and sheep and not a soul in sight just beautiful stone cottages just oh god it was it was transported me to my dream world (laughs) I'm so happy Uh, I'm glad they got that transition very quickly oh yeah a real tough scene to just right 100 yeah so it's as if they were like we gotta throw this dream. scene in there but then look look where you are look Ooh, see shish, shish. Yeah. so we her name is audrey okay. audrey is driving down uh little and audrey is the same woman that we just saw try to kill herself okay yes <clears throat> um she pulls up to a gorgeous remote cottage and I wrote that it looks like Salem's Cottage. I was thinking uh, that in from host. host. Yes. Yeah. It totally looks like that would be like that. the basement would look like this. Yeah. Um, so she pulls up to a cottage. There's like a little welcome note. And we see like a very slight smile. Uh, so many of my notes are about the architecture of this cottage. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I, I, 
So I just wrote arched doorways, old wood, stone walls, vaulted ceiling with an old-fashioned furnace. Like still my heart. Oh, God. Um, Now, it's fully furnished, and I say that because it it suggests she didn't buy this house. She's renting it. Oh, okay. So uh, she walks. So she's just looked around the cottage. Now she walks back outside. Woman standing right in front of her. And the woman is just like, hello. And she's very sort of like overly hosty. Okay, you know, right. yeah, eager. Where Audrey is like, your energy's a little much too for much, me. Too much. Been there. Yeah. The woman tells us that her name is Teresa and she's the caretaker of the property. Hello, Teresa. Uh, and she brings her like a basket, a straight up basket of groceries. But like, it just looks like she gathered them. And I just, oh. Be still my heart. So <laughs> it's, it's a wonder we're best friends. It really is. It's unbelievable. Again, in the words of Paula Abdul, <laughs> opposites attract. She was a great philosopher. She was. So uh, she says, welcome to Talbot Cottage, Teresa says. And Audrey says, I thought it was called a lathe. And uh, Teresa says Talbot was the name of the last owner. And he was so beloved in the village that many of the villagers <laughs> still call it Talbot Cottage, despite the business who, like the management company is called Aleth, if that makes okay. sense. Got it. Then we learn, uh, Teresa says, now remember, there's no phone in the cottage. So did you bring a phone? And Audrey says, no, I didn't. And that was on purpose. So Teresa says, okay, well, there's danger of, yeah, there's a phone box in the village. And by phone box, she means like a payphone. but it's like one of those red payphones, like where you're just like, I'm in London. It's just, oh God, it's just everything. So, um, I think you need your application for England, not Canada. I, I girl, I'm working on it. Um, Literally, and if there's any country who wants me, my husband, and my two cats, let me know. <laughs> Just let me know. Preferably in the UK. So Audrey tells Teresa, she's like, I want to be alone. If that's not clear by my demeanor, I'm just going to say it outright. And Teresa uh, helps her, like, carry some things from the car to the cottage. And she pulls out a violin case, and she's like, oh, you play music. I love music music can I help you with your notes or whatever and and Audrey's like nope I work best alone (laughs) yep ma'am that's yep ma'am please leave uh and Teresa's like okay well my house is the first house on the left as you come into the village um and Teresa's like or Audrey's like cool and she's like also some of us like go to church if you want to come and Audrey's like nope bye (laughs) And Teresa literally says, bye, but then continues to stare, smile, and and stand there. (laughs) And so Audrey just closes the door. (laughs) So Audrey goes in with the basket of groceries, which uh, she unwraps meat from like brown butcher paper. And I was like, is that just a straight up pig fetus that was just handed to her? No, I think it was just like raw meat but it was just like 
came right out of the cow, I guess, like immediate, just that's what she gave her. And then like, you know, in that town, I guess. Yeah. And then like a bunch of root vegetables that like Audrey picks up. She's like, I don't know how to eat these weeds. I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) And she looks really overwhelmed. So now we cut to her making uh looking at like the furnace and it's the type of furnace where it's like it has like a little door that opens and then it's got like a pipe that goes up to the ceiling like that kind of looking furnace in the middle of a cottage Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying yeah and uh she looks around and at the foot of the stairs is like a basket of pre-chopped firewood Mm-hmm. with like a little mini axe in the basket. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she like makes a fire, warms it up. Then we cut to her looking inside of a bureau that's there. And she like pulls out like a, a crocheted throw and like puts it around her shoulders. Oh God, it was, I just loved it. it. It was like I was watching porn. I just loved it. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was everything. So, uh, Cut to her walking along the hill by the cottage, throw around her shoulders, literally my dream, uh, back inside, and uh, she's unpacking. We see that there's, like, an animal skull and, like, some taxidermy on the wall, which yeah. I didn't love. Yeah. That's, where, that's where our design aesthetic departed from each other. Yeah. You started to dry up a little bit for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. I was no longer WAP for this cottage once I saw all the taxidermy. So she's she's unpacking her or her suitcase, and she like the first thing she takes out is a photograph that she puts on the nightstand of her husband. We can assume, but it was kind of hard to see. And as she's unpacking, she hears a movement above her. So here's what I can ascertain as the blueprint of the cottage: we have sort of the bottom floor is almost like an entrance foyer. Like almost the entire bottom is like a receipt, like a receiving room. But then the second floor would, and maybe her bedroom there, I think then the second floor is another living space, right? With Mm -hmm. like a kitchen and a faucet, lots of taxidermy. And then there's a little half level where there's another door. Okay. Okay. So, uh, she hears some movement upstairs. So she goes out into the hallway from her bedroom and the power is out. Question one, what do you do and what does she do? Oh, goodness gracious. The power is out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will try to find, I will try to find, so is it, it's like daytime, right? There's like uh by this time it's it's night it's nighttime. It's nighttime. She's not she wasn't woken up from slumber, but she was getting ready for bed. Okay. Um I'm going to look for a fuse box. Okay. Um and any type of candle or flashlight or something to help me see like clearly I lit the wood with something so like I have fire somewhere and okay I don't know I'm gonna look for things I can light or flashlights and look for a fuse box to fix the power power love it what does she do um she uh does the same hand in hand 
Forgot me belt? Oh no! I've got it right here. Blasphemy. One moment. Now I lost me pen. My oh, oh, mother. Bro, this this is going to be Get her a some thing. bee pollen stat. My god. Okay. Literally lost my pen. Like within my lap. Within my I like just it's had gone. the urge to be like, here's a pen. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like when I thought I was gonna go get you coffee before yeah. this episode. So sad. Okay. That's a half point for you. Oh, man. Um, All of that for a half point. I know. Uh, yes, please go look for a fuse box. That is reasonable. You got a half point because we also don't know what that sound was. And she grabbed the axe at the bottom, at the uh, foot of the stairs going up uh, because the noise was coming from up above. No points for her. She did not appear to give a flying fuck about the power. She just grabbed the axe and went upstairs to, like, look around for what the sound was. Oh, right. I forgot about the sound. Sure. <laughs> Once I heard the power was out, I was like, uh, yeah. Didn't even remember <laughs> a sound happened. Exactly. Uh, so she takes the axe upstairs, creepy taxidermy room, and then we hear a noise behind her. That's when we realize there's that little half level with another door. Mm-hmm. She tries to open it. It is very locked. Uh, so she walks back downstairs. That's it. And so we have the next right. day. Yeah. Okay. Next day, she's wrapping bandages over her scars on her wrist. Uh, they're not stitched or whatever. It's clearly to hide them from other people that may see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she's wrapping it in the mirror, uh, we see that she's imagining her husband sort of caressing her face mm. behind her. And she closes her eyes and is just kind of letting herself feel that. And then she opens them, looks in the mirror and realizes he, he's gone, that mm. she was imagining it. So that's the first look that we get at, at her husband. Okay. When she opens her eyes in the mirror, uh, she opens a bottle of pills and takes some pills and is very distraught. Sure. These are clearly these are clearly um fast release pills because she is taking them in direct response to a current emotion. Mm -hmm. Turns on the water of the faucet. Barely anything comes out, but she hears the pipes going in the walls. And so we're kind of led to believe where she's like, "Oh, I'm going crazy. There was no intruder. It's the pipes." Like, that's okay. what the sound was from last night. Right. Then we cut to her. Uh, she opens up her, vi her violin case. And she kind of, like, flexes her wrist. Like, to sh she d clearly hasn't played in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And she starts playing. And she seems really frustrated. And it doesn't sound great. <laughs> uh, and what I find really, as someone who played the cello, what I find really interesting is, like, if you're just playing notes on a cello or a violin, you could be playing the right note, but it sounds like trash. <laughs> you really have to have like a sense of nuance and like style when you play notes on like a string instrument or it sounds like garbage. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really, really interesting. So it sounded <laughs> like garbage. Um, Great. And she clearly was like, I agree with you. This, this sounds like garbage. Garbage. 
So now we cut to her walking out of the cottage. And she's walking down the road to the village. Um, and she knocks on the door to the village general practitioner. God, to live in a village where just everyone has their job. Just everyone just helps out the community. Kind of like one bedroom, I, was like, I guess. It just <laughs> sounds like the cult movie I just did last it just week. sounds like the cult movie. Yeah, with the pipes too, the pipe sound in the wall. What is happening? This is how I feel like we a lot of times have episodes that like have Can these I? weird sequences. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay. So she knocks on the door and uh, a man answers, an older gentleman. Hello. And she says, oh, I'm, I'm looking for Teresa. And uh, the, the guy is like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm her husband. Come on in. So she comes in and uh, she's like, you know, nice to meet you. I'm staying at the Talbot house. And he says, my name is Daniel. Uh, who, who gave you that name? And she's like, Teresa. And he goes, I see. Well, uh, I will be the second to welcome you here since my wife was the first. Welcome to Alaith. Mm-hmm. And so there's some weirdness. We then see that Teresa is approaching the living room, but very slowly from the hallway as if she's listening to the conversation prior to entering. Right. Audrey apologizes uh, once Teresa comes in for being abrupt the day before. Uh, and she's like, but there is actually a door in the cottage that's locked. And I was wondering if I could have the key. And both Daniel and Teresa are like, nope, it's just old boxes in there that the previous owner left. No reason to be in there. And uh, Audrey is like, I I just heard a noise. So, like, I'd just like to, you know, just check it out, see what's going on. And Daniel says, oh, it's probably just bats or mice. And Audrey's like, bats? And I was like, bats? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Andrew's like, befriend them all. I love bats. Bats are very kind animals, actually. They got a really bad rap. Anyway. Join me on my bat podcast. I don't have a problem with bats. I take bats over rats any day. Really? Bats over rats? So Audrey is uh, clearly rats over bats because she's like bats. And uh, uh, Teresa's like, oh, my husband's just pulling your leg. Um, You know, there's no undesirable creatures in Talbot Cottage. And she kind of like shoots him a look. So Teresa's then like, sorry, we can't help you. Audrey leaves and then Teresa and Daniel kind of look at each other with fire and then just go their separate ways in the house. Ooh, something's going on. Yeah. So now we cut to Audrey back in the cottage, uh, heading to bed. Uh, Cut to the clock, which is a clock that you hate. Loud ticking. Loud ticking. Very old. uh, Grandfather clock. Gorgeous. I mean, Truly stunning. But, but too yeah. loud. Yeah, it's a real tick, tick, ticker for sure. Um, so she's just kind of, she's asleep in bed and then we hear bang. And that's when I get my first good look at this gorgeous headboard on this bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So I'm she, so happy for you. I know. So she, loud bang, wakes her up. 
And as she's awake, she hears a glass shatter oh, above no. her. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the floor above her. Right. Uh, question two. What do you do? What does she do? Oh, man. Um... think she's gonna take the axe and investigate again and i'll do the same hand in hand hey yeah i mean if you have no phone it's the middle of the night and you hear glass shatter like you can't stay in bed no i may have taken like in order to stay alive and be safe i may have taken like run to the village but like other than that it's like go upstairs with a weapon. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Also, it's like you've been informed that maybe there's rodents or something, you know. So exactly. Like yeah. Could be, you know, could just be that. Sure. So she heads upstairs. She hears a lot of creaking above her. Uh, and she kind of looks, gets up there and kind of looks at the locked door, um, but then turns and sees that a window has been blown open from a storm outside. And it's knocked something of glass See? over. It all makes sense. Very reasonable situation. So she goes to close the window but steps on a piece of glass Ouch. right in front of the window. She closes it and uh, walks back downstairs, owie, with glass in her foot. Oh. I assume takes it out. <laughs> I, we see her take it out. You know what I mean. I'm asleep. Why am I talking to... Like, why did I say that sentence? Like, why why did I feel the need... Like, I literally had a moment where I was like, I need to make sure that they know that she already took the glass out. I, I, it has nothing to do with the plot. All right. So, cut to her asleep again. And also me. Uh, and she's laying in bed, and she's keeps the axe very nearby but she is asleep asleep and then we just see a figure of a man standing <gasps> in the window no yeah cut to daytime she's looking through old pictures of hers uh of her and her husband and oh, behind her is a rocking chair because this is a horror movie and it's terrifying uh, the scariest uh, chair of all the chairs chair. So she's looking at these pictures and she's, you know, tearing up and clearly very emotional. And then she turns her head, bloody husband next to her. Ah! And she jumps and she spills her tea all over the pictures oh. and then starts like frantically trying to clean up the pictures. Yeah. And then obviously husband is gone. She imagined it. Oh, man. I know. It's tough. So. Now we cut to her with her violin again, and she's like taking notes on music on music paper, uh, but is still really frustrated. Like, just isn't loving what she's writing. Her her uh, violin still sounds like garbage. It's you know she's mm -hmm. having a tough time. She's struggling a bit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So now we cut to her walking outside in a shawl, gray British weather, uh, just a little bit nip in the air. Uh, <laughs> the dream. <laughs> and then she looks back at the house and she sees a light go on in oh, the upstairs back. Kim, question number three, what do you do? What does she do? I am marching to that motherfucking 
Teresa house. And I'm going to be like, listen, bitch. A light just went out of my house. I'm hearing weird noises. I need the keys to the upstairs. And we're going together with your husband, all of us. Let's go figure this shit out. Fucking love it. What does she do? She, where is she again? She's like right outside, like at the end of the driveway, like to walk to the village, but like had just turned around to look at the house. Hmm. I think that she goes back in to look. Ah, second double ding in a row, oh. bitch. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. I just remembered that I promised you multiple choice, but you're doing so well that I don't feel that bad oh, anymore. fantastic. I already forgot that that was a thing anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know what I fucking forgot to write down? What? Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. This oh, is the forgot. second time I've forgotten to... What is with me in Dead or Alives right now? That's fucking weird. Okay, well, no Dead or Alives this week. So sorry, Sammies. Uh, I'm asleep. So... Oh, better for me. Yeah. So she runs back inside, and she's, like, yelling. Like, she's like, who's in there? Like, she's pissed. And she, like, runs right up to the locked door. And she's just like, who the fuck fuck is in there like i am not playing sir Mm -hmm. but she still can't she still can't open the door she can't get in and the sound stops so now we cut to nighttime storm and she's just reading in bed uh she um turns the light out and we see her like turn to the empty side of her bed um oh man Clearly feeling the absence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So she turns over and then she hears a rattling sound above. This is where I really always appreciate um, the closed captioning because, uh, (laughs) or the subtitles, because it's like thumping, creaking, but sometimes like, you don't hear anything. You don't know. You don't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Like, unless you're in like surround sound theater, there's certain sounds you just don't hear. So it's like, I was like, oh, great. Thank you. And then it was like scraping. I was like, great. I'm just writing all these down. (laughs) Uh, and the scraping above her appears to be coming, like moving, like across the floor. Jesus. So she jumps out of bed and she locks her door being like, stay out, scraping. (laughs) And Mr. Scrape. Yeah, Mr. Scrape. Not welcome in here, sir. And so then she just sits in bed like holding the axe in front of her. Uh, Time passes and we see that she's fallen asleep with the axe in her hand in bed. Next day, walking to the village phone box. So... She gets on the horn and she call. <laughs> I've never said that in my life. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> it's a saying. It's it just is. never come out of your mouth before. And it's, a, and it's for grandmas. <laughs> yeah, true. It's for grandmas in the and, British and countryside. Dads. And dads. Yeah. Mm. So we learn that she's calling someone named Alex who is her sister. 
And Alex is like, holy fucking shit. Like, hi. Like, where the fuck are you? Like, we were so worried. We've been calling your phone. Like, uh, you need medical attention. And, and Audrey is like, yeah, I just, I just left my phone at home and just bailed. So, like, basically what? she tried to kill herself and then left without telling anyone where she was going. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not okay, dude. So not okay. And what Audrey says is she's like, I, um, I knew that you and mom and dad wouldn't let me go out to the Welsh countryside by myself to be alone because I just killed myself. So I just didn't tell you. And Alex was like, yeah, that's, that's correct. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. accurate. Um, and Alex is like, okay, well, I mean, like, how are you holding up? Like, since I have you here, yeah. how are you doing? And Audrey is like, it's really hard. She's like, he won't let go. He's haunting me. Interesting. And, yeah. New turn of events. Yeah. And Alex is resigned to the fact that, like, she can't make Audrey come back necessarily. So she's just like, you know... It, these things take time. Uh, would probably help to be surrounded by people that love you. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. And Audrey's like, I need to do this alone. And Alex is like, you tried to kill yourself while alone. And uh, Audrey's like, I'm not coming back. And so Alex is like, okay, well, are there at least like people around? And at that point, we see Daniel, Teresa's husband, walking their little dog. It's like it's what like a little Jack, dog? Jack Russell. Oh, of course, he's Mutt a Jack Russell. Is he so, wearing a sweater? No sweater, but he's really, really just on point. Very, very, you know, aware of his surroundings and takes his dog life very seriously oh, and very cute. Very cute. Or jumper, I should say. Excuse me. Jumper. <laughs> Pardon. Yeah. What's a sweater? Never heard of it. Oh, my God. Is that for me, bum? British... Honestly, if we have British listeners, uh, I apologize, apologize again. Yeah. We've had to apologize uh, for that specific one a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. So we just, we're just such Anglophiles. We just love your sound. We the sound do. That comes out of it's your all out of love. It's, it's complete so is. love. It really is. So she hangs up with Alex and she goes to talk to Daniel. We learn that the dog's name is Anubis, uh, which is from Greek mythology but i couldn't remember how how so i'm gonna look that up as well because i fucking love greek mythology um and she asks if Teresa's home and daniel is like she's in town shopping and daniel's like can i help you and she says i'm sorry to bother you and i didn't want to call the cops and or police and as soon as she says that daniel's like why would you call the police and she's like i mean i'm still hearing things and I think I have an intruder that is either hiding from me during the day or breaking in at night and he's like it's an old cottage like it makes noises and she's like I thought of that and it's not that those kind of sounds so uh she finally is like I know where they're coming from they're coming from the locked room just give me the fucking keys bro right and so Daniel is like that room's been locked for years And he's like, fine, I'll get the fucking key. So he goes in and gets the key. Now we cut to Daniel in the cottage 
looking around. Now, this is only going to be funny to you, but you know when you have to do that acting, acting exercise where it's like, look for your car keys, but people will do things like, look under a table. And it's like, your keys are not under the table. Your keys are not under like the thing that you can clearly see they're not under. Like you don't need to get down on your hands and knees to see if the keys are under the table. They're not there. You can see it. Like you need to like lift up. Like it's, it's a acting one-on-one guys. Anyway. So he's kind of doing an act like looking behind a curtain. I'm like, you'd see if a person was standing there, you'd see feet at the bottom. He's a great actor. He just, you know, Struggled with the scene. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm such a nerd. So he's like, I don't like, I don't see anything behind this curtain or under this table. And uh, he then looks at the locked door and kind of like rolls his eyes and is like, all right. So he unlocks the door and he's like, see, it's just old things that the owner left. But it like, it's not like, it's not like an empty room with boxes in it. Mm -hmm. It's like a fully furnished room that has just collected dust for decades and decades. That's uncomfortable. Right? Nope, 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 nope. That's where ghosts live. That is where, like, it looks like a ghost house for sure. And uh, um, Daniel tells us, Teresa claims that it was in the last owner's will to just leave this room untouched. And he sort of has an I aside. I why. Right? Because he sort of like, like has there. an... Ooh, pin in that. I have a fun ghost story that I, I don't know if I've told. I fun ghost stories. Uh, let me finish this little section and then I'll go on a tangent for a moment. Um, as he says, like the last owner put this in his will, we see Daniel kind of have an aside where he's like, I should have burned these things years ago. Oh, and Okay. Yeah, so she's now, like, finding old pictures and things, and she picks up an, an old picture of a of a guy, whatever. And uh, Daniel says, I would have been surprised if I found someone, like an intruder in here, because this is a really safe area. Like, people don't even lock their doors here. And um, he says, I'm sure it'll just take time. It'll turn out to be nothing at all. I guess he's just referring to... It's like getting used to the old cottage kind of thing or something. Yeah, I, I guess that's what it was. I'm not quite sure. So my aside, which I, I'm pretty sure I've told Kim, but I'll tell my Sammies and I apologize if I've already told her Sammies. But the place where Eric and I got married is called the Cloisters and it's in Baltimore. And it was built in the 1920s by a very, very wealthy couple. And the family lived there for years and years and years until the last owner of the family sold it to the city of Baltimore to be named an an historic site for events and things like that. So obviously there's rules like it's a 1920s kitchen. So you have to like apply to be a caterer that would like be able to use a 1920s kitchen, all that kind of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful facility, but they have one thing in the will or contract that is non-negotiable. Yeah. That is non-negotiable. And it says no human being can be on the property past midnight for any reason at any time. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. So, I remember that. Oh, my God. Creepy. Why? Mm-hmm. What's happening yeah. after midnight? Yeah. So the when we had our wedding there, it was like you can either leave at 930 or 1030. 
but 1030, like everyone has to be like on the bus leaving because they need like at least an hour and a half to clean up because it's, they're literally not allowed to be a human being on the premises. So they say that that's when the previous owner takes a stroll around their property. (laughs) Isn't that cool? I was like, ooh. (laughs) I mean, that's a great, great job by that owner. Right? like, I lived here my whole life and my whole death. Yep. And it's like, I'm going to, you know, keep myself. Don't want anyone to bother me. I know. I fucking love it. And it's, I mean, I would take a stroll around that place. It's fucking gorgeous. So, all right. So now we cut to nighttime again. It's raining and playing the violin, still dissatisfied. Um, and she hears a slight sound from behind the locked door. She puts down the violin and walks towards it. She's fucking had it, Kim. I've, I've had it too. I feel the same she, way. You, you two have had it together. She just says, enough now. Show yourself. Thank you. She slowly turns around and she sees something and sort of like closes her eyes and says, go away. Opens her eyes. Nothing is there. But she calls Tristan. Nothing. And then just cries. Oh, gosh. So next day, she's taking pills and then she stops and looks at the bottle. Kim, what do you do and what does she do? She's taking pills and then she stops and looks at the bottle. Like kind of like, wait a minute. It was kind of a wait a minute face. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I could give these pills to the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Giving pills to ghost. (laughs) Um, Ding, ding, ding. You solved the movie. (laughs) Um, what if I set up a trap? Ooh, a ghost trap? Do tell. I don't know how, though. (laughs) (laughs) This in in a writer's room we call the jumping off point. (laughs) What if we set off a ghost trap? Don't know what it is. Let's brainstorm. Let's talk it out. Um, okay. Uh, it's the next day. I'm taking pills. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What if I, okay, maybe she spits them back up? Because she's like, what if my, I figure this out without these? <laughs> That's what she does. Okay. <laughs> and I, um, what kind of ghost trap can I see? Hard to tell because is it a ghost or is it my dead husband? Which is he a ghost or is that in my brain? God damn it. Yep. She's got a real ghost predicament. Mm. I think I'm still gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go home. You know what? I've had it. I don't wanna be haunted anymore. No matter who or what it is. I'm gonna go home and be with my people who love me. Point for you, madam. Great work. Thank you. What she does, she goes 
to Teresa's husband. Remember, he's the general practitioner for the village. Oh, yeah. And says, Doctor, what are the side effects for these pills that I was given? Oh. And so basically she walks into the village and she finds Daniel sitting by a creek with Anubis. And uh, they greet each other. He asks, he says, like, how's your nightly visitor? And she doesn't say anything because she can tell he's, like, kind of being joking and, like, a little, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, she asks him about her antidepressants. She said, I was given these antidepressants when my husband killed himself, and I want to know what the side effects are. She said when my husband killed himself? uh, When my husband died. Sorry. She tried to kill herself. Sorry. After I tried to kill myself when my husband died is what I meant to say. Okay. So uh, he looks at them and and he's like, those are a very strong medication. Don't take them for too long. And she's like, do they cause hallucination, paranoia, anything like that? And he's like, insomnia and anxiety but like I've never heard of hallucinations um and he says how long have you been taking them she says a couple months and he says uh you know if you weren't having side effects at the beginning then you should be okay um and then he turns and he's like unless you are having hallucinations Kim question five what do you do what does she say uh I think that she's like no no (laughs) I'm fine (laughs) <laughs> Whatever made you think that. <laughs> and um, I think that um, maybe I'll try confiding in him. I don't see a reason to not confide in him. Uh, I think that's fine. Uh, getting Because again, yes, like you shouldn't be alone when you're having suicidal thoughts. So confiding in someone talking to someone yes great idea she does exactly what you said she just goes nope and he says okay well I mean don't take them for too long because they are they are really strong so cut to her sitting on the couch with the axe in her hand staring at the armchair in front of her great great yep (laughs) she looks at the clock uh and screams. I'm just kidding. She looks at the clock. <laughs> Feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> and she yawns. And she's just like kind of trying to like keep watch. And then man in a chair <laughs> sitting in front of her. He's clearly dead. And he's just sitting there staring at her. And she's holding the axe. And she says, what do you want? And he says, you can see me. And she says, are you a ghost? And he looks at the axe and says, you can drop that now. You can't touch me anyway. And she says, you can't be real. And so she closes her eyes and then opens them. And he's still fucking there. So she asks if he's going to hurt her. And he just kind of like laughs, like just like almost like he's incredulous. Like he's like, I can't believe I'm talking to a person right now right and he's like until now I was able to go completely unnoticed 
but now when I now I can move things sometimes and I can make noise and you're the only one that has ever heard me move about or can see me. Do I have and a new ghost best friend? Or ghost boyfriend? <gasps> <laughs> ghost bo- And listen, he is hipster cute. Okay. Okay. I'm here for like, that. Like he's... He's um, he's got some stuff to work with. Is all I'm saying. Okay, I mean it'd be tough because I don't want to cheat on my '80s ghost boyfriend, but sure, 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 sure. Um, so is he British? Yeah, I mean he's it's, British. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> might yeah. have to, might have to take a break with old '80s yeah. BF. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because '80s boyfriend, no British accent. This guy, hipster and, and a British, British accent. Oof, oof kryptonite yeah yeah right so uh he asks her he's like why is that like why can you see me and she's like i don't fucking know motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but then a light bulb kind of goes off and she says are there other ghosts thinking about her husband right and he doesn't answer and she says i mean you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to and he just says you're my guest so I guess we should get used to each other and he's like so you don't have to walk around with an axe in your hand and she puts the axe down cut to her waking up on the couch right where we left her she opens her eyes looks at the chair no ghost So we cut to her walking through an old British cemetery. My dream. (laughs) Truly. It was gorgeous. There were crows cawing and it was heaven. (laughs) But she's clearly looking for something and like not coming to it. But we don't know what. So now she's walking by the same creek where she saw Daniel. And he's sitting on the bench again with Anubis. And... um. She's like, oh, you love this spot. And he says, it does us good to get out from under Teresa's feet. Oof. And I'm like, this motherfucker is not hiding his shade one bit about his wife. Um, and uh, he's like, I feel like I can think. So he asks if she's all right because she looks kind of frazzled. And she starts crying and she says, I'm just so tired. And she tells him that she's taking the meds. Uh, I guess this is when she says she's taking the meds because of my husband's death. So she doesn't say I tried to kill myself, but she says my husband died and I've been taking them since then. She says, I've tried to move on, but my family and my friends don't get it. So I thought I'd come here to like get my bearings and I promised I'd stay here no matter what. Uh, meaning like until she sorts her grieving out, I guess. Okay. And she's like, but it's so hard. And Daniel says he's really sorry and tells her, you know, it's best to let it out. Like you can talk to me. Like you should talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're not still worried about the intruder, are you? And she says, not really, but also it's not an intruder. It's his house. And Daniel's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck now? 
<laughs> and she's like, I've seen a ghost. And Daniel's like, um, uh, are you, are you sure? Like, you're talking to me about ghosts now? And she's like, he was as clear as you are to me now. Like, yes. And this is where Daniel says, souls go to heaven or hell. They don't go to Welsh cottages. And I was like, well, sir, that's my heaven. So joke's on you. <laughs> True. Um, and, sh- and Audrey is like kind of starting to get agitated now. And she's like, I saw him. She's like, it's not a thief. It's a man. And she pulls out the picture that she had found uh, in the room, hands it to him, and she's like, this is him. Daniel then gets real stern. And he says, some people in this village took Douglas Talbot's death very hard, and nobody would appreciate you reopening that wound. And she's like, I fucking saw him. She's like, uh, she's like, he's in the house. And Daniel says, I don't think you should stay in that house anymore. Oh, wow. Question six. What do you do and what does she do? Um, I think she's like, bitch, I do what I want. And she <laughs> stays. Okay. And I'm going to be like, you know what? I could go. I probably don't need to deal with this. Probably There's probably like, other Welsh cottages. You're right. You know what? You're right. Goodbye. Going home. You are double dinging out the butthole today. Really yes. nice self high five. Job. Yeah. So uh she's like, I'm absolutely not leaving. She's like, I have actual evidence of life after death. Like, I'm not leaving. Oh, and right. Daniel's like this is not the way to find comfort. He says, I know you're grieving, but this is not your place. Go home. And she gets up and walks away. Then she turns and says, where is Douglas Talbot's grave? It's not in the graveyard, in the cemetery. And Daniel says, he's not buried there because he killed himself. And the church said that he wasn't allowed to be buried uh, on church grounds. Uh, because his soul was condemned to hell because he shot himself in the mouth with his father's revolver. Late uh, father's revolver. Uh, uh, well, me and my new boyfriend have that in common at least. Right. There you go. Uh, so then Teresa... Oh, then Daniel says, uh, Teresa really liked him and I don't want the ghost of that relationship coming to ruin our lives again. Mm-hmm. He says, we've suffered enough. Mm-hmm. Audrey leaves. So now we cut to her in taxidermy corner upstairs with tea. And she looks out the window as she's like making it. And she sees Teresa just standing at the motherfucking end of the driveway, staring up at the fucking house. Oh, no. Like a goddamn creeper. Creep. And so Audrey like runs downstairs and out to meet her and calls to her. And Teresa just looks at her, turns around and walks away without saying anything. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. So Audrey's Uh, just like, creep? What's happening? 
So now we cut to Audrey reading at night. She goes to the bathroom, washes her face, lights off, walks out. Douglas! And she like drops the glass. And he, Doug, she's like, you made me drop my glass. That's exactly what she says. She's like, I think we need to set some rules. <laughs> she's like, some ghost rules. <laughs> she's like, if you're, if I'm walking around, like, just go sit in the chair in the living room so, like, I know where to find you kind of thing. Like, don't just jump out in front of me. And he's like, uh, it's my house. And she's like, dude, you're a ghost. Like, <laughs> I, I, I we got to figure something out. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so he apologizes for the glass. And uh, she like puts her hand through him. And she's kind of like, cool. Neat. Like she was just like, that's neat. And uh, she asks him, she's like, can you see other ghosts? And he says, no. She says, can you leave? And he says, no. And she says, so you can't even see any world outside of here and he says no so she's like I thought ghosts did whatever they wanted and you know I thought like you had friends outside and family you wanted to see and she's like what did you do for a living like just kind of peppers him with questions and he says I don't want to talk about my past yet question seven what do you do with this new information and what does she do what do I do with this new information? What does she do that they can't have? Um, that and the information is that he is He's a, clearly prickly about his past. Uh-oh. Um, I just made the weirdest face, and I looked like one of those blobfish. <laughs> you look like um the guy from spongebob squarepants uh squidward yeah can you do that look it's like a perfect down i can't Is it... oh that's weird you can't yours just goes straight across ear to ear that's so weird because my, <laughs> my mouth in general is upturned that's why yeah like and my, my mouth in mouth. general is downturned yeah once again indicative <laughs> of who we are that's... nightgowns and bikinis <laughs> oh shit okay prickly past prickly past um i think she's gonna keep pushing i really don't think that but <laughs> <laughs> okay what are you should, what are you gonna do then um i'm gonna let it go and maybe try to do some research in town find out on my own uh do some research in town i think that's very smart um the in town part uh we'll learn more later she does not keep pushing she lets it go with him, but then we see her picking the lock on the door of the secret room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
cut to her looking through all the stuff in the room. And there's like old letters and all this stuff and it's very dusty. And she pulls out one letter and it says, Douglas, I thought it was clear that I never want to hear from you again. You've caused my family enough pain and embarrassment. I'm returning your letters, Nell. And then we see that that letter was like tied to a bunch of other letters. She opens one of those and it's a letter from Doug to Nell. And it says, Nell, I don't know what you've heard or been told, but they are lies and my heart only belongs to you. But I've respected your wishes and called off the ceremony, but it's not too late. Please talk to me. Mm. Audrey then picks up a photo of like a blonde lady that was like on his desk. And then she opens a box um, and there's a cake topper in it of two little people, a bottle of pills and a revolver. Mm. She then hears a knock at the door downstairs. She goes downstairs. It's Daniel. Hello, Daniel. He seems really sorry. And he's like, I just, I just wanted to check in. And she invites him and Anubis in. And he says, still hearing disturbances? And she crosses her arms and says, oh, is that what we're calling ghosts now? <laughs> and Daniel's like, okay, this bitch. Now Anubis is on the ground. And he's staring at the locked door. And he knows what's whimpering. up. Yeah. He knows what's up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. And she's like, how dare you question my judgment? And she's like, I've been having conversations with a ghost. And Daniel's like, you've been talking to the ghost? And she's like, I think you should leave. And she's like, this is my house. Oh, no. He says, I think you should leave. And then she says, I live here. I think you should leave. And so Daniel and Anubis leave. Um, Cutter sitting upstairs in the living room. And Audrey then calls Douglas. But she calls Mr. Talbot. Mr. Talbot. Douglas. And she goes into the room. And he's just standing at the window face, looking out. And he won't look at her. And he's like, what do you want to talk to me for? And, or she's like, do you want to come talk to me? And he says, what for? I'm dead. And then he turns to her and she's like trying to plead with him. And he's like, how dare you snoop around here and touch my prized possessions? And then he gets real aggro, like abusive boyfriend aggro Mm -hmm. and the fucking like electricity flickers and like it starts earthquaking. Oh no. Okay. So she's really freaked out. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she leaves the room. He goes and sits in the armchair and like kind of calms down. And then she joins him, like sits down just very quietly and he apologizes. And she's like, how did Nell die? He sort of takes a deep breath and he's like, "Um, it was a car crash after she moved back to London when we broke up. Mm. She got it in her head that I cheated on her, but I don't know why. Oh, no. Audrey says, I've been there. And she says, 
my husband died in a car crash. And uh, Douglas is like, you don't have to talk about it. She's like, no, I want to. She's like, no one asks questions because they're afraid of upsetting me. Yeah. And they don't want to see you cry. So then you just feel alone. Mm. And she's like, the car came out of nowhere. The other car, like he fell asleep at the wheel for a split second. And I swerved to miss him, crashed into a tree. I got away with a slight concussion. Tristan wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And his face hit the, she's like, I'm haunted by it. And we remember that when we saw him, like, he was all bloody, like, from the face. Yeah. And she's like, I was at the wheel. I tried to cope, but I couldn't. So I tried to kill myself. And she's like, you're the only one that I can talk to. She says, my family feels bad for me, and they think I've lost my mind. The doctors say I have PTSD, but they don't get it. And she's like, I mean, how could they? Like, it's never happened to them. I lost everything right so he's just kind of quiet and then he says did you think I was Tristan at first and she's like yeah um and then she says what's it what's it like being a ghost and he says lonely Hmm. and she says has Nell ever been here and he says never And he says, I killed myself to be with her and she's nowhere. Oh, God. Oh, my God. How do I kill myself a second time? Right? Oh, the horror. Right? The horror. And then he says, sometimes I think she made up the cheating thing. So I looked like the bad guy when she broke off the engagement. And he says, the whole suicide idea was rash. I was in pain and I didn't think it through because mm-hmm. she wasn't worth it. Wow. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Which is so interesting because like there's so many instances of like people that survive suicide and they're like, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's also why this is interesting. And I speak from personal experience. There's so much embarrassment after an attempt. And one of the reasons is that you're in such a, fragmented state yeah that when you're no longer in that fragmented state you don't relate to the person that did that right. so it's very embarrassed like it's it mortifying totally yeah. um which is a weird feeling i get it <laughs> yeah definitely get it um and they keep talking and 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 uh she's like in your room earlier like when he was like freaking out She's like, you moved stuff. How did you do that? And it's very similar to the Frighteners where he's basically like, you have to like concentrate your energy to move something. But Mm -hmm. if you're not thinking about it, like it's not, it's not like a natural state to do that. Like I have to practice it. I have to focus and things like that. Right. And uh, he's like, but the world is becoming more tangible every day. And Audrey says, do you think it's me? And he says, yes. I do. Wow. So she holds up a pen and she just chucks it at him and it goes through him. <laughs> and I was like, that's so it, Kim. And I would do like just t- picking up a pen and just throwing it. <laughs> Love it. And um, it, it goes through him and he gets up 
And uh, he's like, maybe I can redecorate and like kind of points at the taxidermy. Like he's like, I didn't fucking do this. And uh, they kind of laugh. And then he asks about her music and he's like, I'd really like to hear something. And she says that she hasn't been able to play since Tristan died. And um, she was like, he was always the first to hear. And he was the first to tell me it was terrible. I was like, what? <laughs> That's what you remember? That's why I love him. I'm nasty. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, like, it is nice to, like, know that someone will be honest with you. Yeah. But, like, you don't want that to be the first thing they were, that you remember about their critique is <laughs> that they told me it was terrible. Um, she agrees to play for him. And she's like, I will, like, eventually play for you. And he says, you need to find your soul again. I mean, uh, hipster British boyfriend, I ghost boyfriend. In. Yeah. So Except now we got to a rainbow. Angry shaking house thing. That, that was a red that flag. That wasn't great. Yeah, that was that was a little red flaggy. Um, like, you can kind of see through the red flag, but it's still red. Yeah, totally. So uh, we cut to a rainbow outside. We cut to her putting the axe back in the wood pile. We cut to her eating, just kind of like it's just like a montage of her like living with another person, living a fucking, normal life. Yeah, yeah. And we cut to her writing music when Douglas walks up, and she's like, "I've been playing," and it hasn't sounded like garbage. Like it sounded <gasps> oh like somebody knows how to play the violin. Exciting, yeah. And he's like, "That's wonderful," and he asks if he can hear it yet, um, and she's like, "Not yet." So can he? always hear it hold that thought <laughs> okay hold that thought so he sits and asks to look at her photo album which is like in front of her and he's sort of able to like not open it but like f- like flip a page more like make it f- like make it blow oh, kind of with cool. his hand yeah um and uh he's like looking and he's like you're so young and she's like yeah the picture's on an order and it's like this is from my concert in barbican you know, we were childhood sweethearts. He saw my career from the beginning. Picture of mom and dad. They look really happy. And she's like, we were happy, united, and sheltered, which I thought was a weird thing to say. Right. Um, and then she goes to turn the page, and she's like, <gasps> and, like, pulls her hand back. Huh? She's like, I felt you. I, I felt you. It felt like electricity. And she kind of like giggles. And I was like, are we about to get some ghost porn? <laughs> like, are we about to see some ghost porn? We got some hoes in the house. Some hoes in the house. Hey. That was good. All right. Uh, so now we cut to the countryside. Cut to Audrey closing a window again. That same window. She goes to close it. And she looks out. Fucking Teresa standing at the end of the Teresa, what are you doing, you fucking creep? So, question eight: What does she do, and what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Audrey, not Teresa. I think I'm going to ask. Uh, what's my boyfriend's name? Douglas. Douglas. Uh, what's her? What her deal is? And I think she's going to fucking march right out and be like, ma'am, WTF. 
give you two points. Curious about asking. I think asking Douglas would give you some information for sure. I don't know if it would give you all of it, but we're accumulating information. And for that, you get a point. Okay. This time she does run outside and she's like, bitch, what is up? Why are you staring at my house? And she runs after and she's like, what are you looking for? And Teresa says, I'm looking for Douglas. So now we cut to, yes, are you going to? Uh, okay. Just sh- okay. sh- sh- shock face. Shock face. Because I'm like, does she know? Or is she just searching? Or does she right? like, ooh, so many questions. What's her fucking deal? So now we cut to Audrey and Teresa walking. Does she got a WAP for Douglas too? Who, who, what I want to know is who has a WAP for Douglas? We need Tell to suss us. this out. So cut to Audrey and Teresa walking together, just strolling. And she's like, Teresa says, Daniel isn't as open-minded as me. And Teresa asks, hmm, is Douglas there now? And uh, Audrey says, I've never seen him during the day. So it's daytime. So, like, I don't know how to answer that question. Interesting. Yeah. And Teresa's like, you've spoken to him. What does he want? And Audrey's like, just to talk. And Teresa says, is he okay? And Audrey is like, he says he's lonely, but he seems fine. And Teresa says, has he ever mentioned me? And Audrey says, no. Why would he be mentioning you, Teresa? What is the deal, Teresa? What is the moisture level of your walk right now? So... Uh, Teresa then says, when I visited the cottage after he died, I was in such a state and I thought I could feel him. Um, she's like, I offered to look after the cottage to be close to him, but I was missing the key. And she talks about how strong emotions create a ghost. Like basically if someone dies in a very heightened state of emotion the energy lingers in that place makes sense she's like i think the reason you can see him because you have a similar energy yes to him they're like on the same frequency that's exactly what she says she's like it's two prongs of a tuning fork (laughs) yeah so uh she's like your energies are are feeding off of each other and audrey says how do you know all of this And Teresa says, when you love someone, you never want to let them go. So I think we can pretty much, it's, it's, it's whoppy down there for sure. (laughs) It's whoppalicious. So Teresa is then like, okay, so great. Thank you. You brought him back. Nice work. I'll take it from here. Teresa says that? Yeah. Uh She's like, bitch, I live there. Uh, Yeah. So question nine, what do you do and what does she do? Uh, Audrey. I think we're both like, bitch, I live there. Okay. No. Audrey says, bitch, I live there. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm telling you, uh, um, maybe let Teresa handle it from here. 
Possibly. Oh. Yeah. But. So. But, 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 but I love But him. British hipster boyfriend? I know. I, I know. love him. Look at his cute little doctor, not doctor bag. I know. But remember Toxic Earthquake? Right. When he gets mad? Yeah. Yeah. So, remember translucent red flag? Ghost yeah. flag? Yeah. But I yeah. threw a pen through it, and it was yeah, fine. Yeah, you did. But then you also kind of touched his hand a little bit. He's becoming kind of tangible. I wonder if his dick is tangible yet. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Audrey's like, pass. And Teresa's like, he's in pain and dangerous. And Audrey is like, uh, deal with him when I'm gone, but I'm staying until I'm staying. And she's like, now leave me alone. And Teresa starts to walk off and then turns around and says, mark my words, you're headed for a disaster. And she walks away. Cut to Audrey back in the cottage writing in a journal. And she hears a noise. And she's like, Douglas? And she goes into his room, like, which is the locked door room. Mm-hmm. And he's in there. And uh, he says, he's like, I have a present for you. A present for me? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. She's like, is it your corporeal dick? Because I am here for it. Let me Well, it is a box. It. Yeah. She's like, uh, so she's like, he's like, open the box. And it's an old record. And he's like, play it. And it's beautiful classical music. So he's like, I Thank thought it you. would inspire you. <laughs> oh, my so God. Romantic. So thoughtful. Yeah. So they're listening together. And then she stops and she's like, you know, the villagers think I've lost it. And Douglas says, you shouldn't have talked to them about me. She's like, I needed to talk to someone. And he says, you have me. Talk to me. They haven't been through what we've been through. They'll just reject you. And she's like, I, I know. I get it now. I get it. The only one who believes me is Teresa. And um, she says she's been trying to contact you. And he's like, well, she hasn't been trying very hard because I haven't seen fucking anybody up in this piece. <laughs> and um, he's like, I watched my own body be carried away in a box. And then we like see a flashback of like, his funeral procession like being carried out and the door slamming in his face and him being stuck inside and like banging on the window actually calling for Teresa being like can you see me can you hear me oh and he's like you're the first person to see me since I've been stuck here and Teresa um oh and then Audrey's like Teresa says I should leave and Douglas says don't listen to her no one gets you like I do you don't need them Oh, God, I'm getting some more flags. Yeah, there's oh, a couple flags no. a-waving. Oh, We've got no. some isolation, oh, isolation tactics happening. Mm-hmm. It's uh, no, you, like oh, I'm no the only one who gets me. you. It's a danger yeah. zone. Oh, yeah. No. Fuck. It's, uh, Fuck, but I it's, really want someone to get me. I, I know. really want I know. I hear you. I hear you. But he you know gave what, Kim? Me his dick in a box. I know. But the thing is, Kim, there are more ghosts in the ether. Okay, that's true. You don't need to settle for less than that's you deserve. That's true. Maybe I just need to change my frequency and get a different one. Love this for you. Love this journey. Frequency change. Am I right? Yeah. 
Thank you. So cut to Audrey walking back home. Oh, cut to Audrey walking back home. Teresa kind of like, I don't remember if this is exactly how it happened, but in my head, she kind of pops out of the bushes and is like, I want to see him. I don't think that's actually how it happened, but you get the gist. Yes, I do. That's what her energy said to me. Mm -hmm. And Audrey's like, leave us alone. And Teresa goes, us. And she's like, listen, she's like, ghosts don't evolve. She's like, anything he was going to accomplish, he already did in his life. Emotions don't eat. Like, he's just a ball of whatever emotion lingered after he died. What are you, what are you some ghost doctor? Like, how do you know, bitch? I, maybe she's a ghost doctor. I don't know. So... Uh, she's like, the emotions that Doug felt when he died are still there, even if he's hiding them. And the only chance, the only chance he has to like move on is to understand and accept what happened to him. But I don't know if it's too late. So then Audrey gets really defensive and she's like, you're underestimating him. And Teresa gets fucking litigious on her ass and is like, I could have you evicted. And Audrey gets litigious back and says, on what ground? What you going to say? That you don't like me talking to my ghost boyfriend? Fucking try it, bitch. Shots fired. Right? So then Teresa grabs Audrey's wrists and she's like, your judgment can't be trusted. Audrey pulls away and she's like, stay away from us and goes back into the cottage. God, I have so many feelings. I know. So cut to her. Who? Cut to, cut to who? Cut to Audrey. Cut to Audrey listening to music that he gave her. And she starts playing the violin and it doesn't sound like garbage at all. Yay. Then we cut to her playing chess with Douglas and he gets frustrated because like he can't move the piece. So she like moves it for him. Uh, I got you, baby. Right? Cut to her by a wooden cross under a tree leaving flowers. So like she found his Mm -hmm. grave site. Cut to playing violin and him watching. Cut to her throwing her pills in the trash and unwrapping her wrists. Cut to her getting gussied up. <laughs> yes. We're about to go wow, to wow, Bones wow. We got zone. some hoes in this house. We got some hoes in this house. Got some hoes in this house. Uh, 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 uh. So cut to Teresa. Okay, so she's getting, gu- so Audrey's getting gussied up. Now we cut to Teresa and Teresa's like frantically packing her purse up. And Daniel, and like putting a coat on, and Daniel comes in and he's like, where are you going? And she's like, where I go every night, I'm going to play cards with Chloe. And Daniel's like, I talked to Chloe. She hasn't seen you for two weeks. (gasps) Scandal, 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 scandal. And Daniel's like, I know where the fuck you're going. And Teresa says, they need my help. That girl is in trouble. And Daniel like gets in her face and is like, there is no ghost of Douglas Talbot and uh she looks at him and she's like 
you can't see past your jealousy to what's really there. And he says, oh, don't think I'm not reminded every fucking day that you settled for me when you couldn't have Douglas. Oof. Yeah. And he says, if you're not back by midnight, I'm calling the police. And Teresa leaves. And she's just like, do whatever the fuck you want. But with like cute British accents, you know. Of course. Obviously. (laughs) So now we cut to a gorgeous thunderstorm at the cottage. Doug is sitting in the chair, in the armchair. And Audrey comes in all gussied up. And he's like, you look incredible. Oh, thank you. Kim, (laughs) keep your wop in your pants. She sits down. (laughs) She sits down and opens some wine. Date night, like straight up date night. And they toast, but like he toasts to nothing. Yeah. yeah. And she and he's like to your masterpiece, to your new masterpiece. And uh, she's like proud of herself. And then she says, when I go home, I think I'm going to contact the old orchestra that I used to play with. And he says. Isn't home here? Oh, no. And She says. Well, I I need to get on with my life. And he's like, your life. And she's like, my friends and family. And he's like, you said they didn't get you. And she's like, well, you've help, helped me get uh, get on. Like, you've helped me move on. So he starts to get really upset. And he says, you get to move on while I'm still trapped here. And she gets up to leave and he's able to touch her. So like he gets in front of her and stops her physically. Whoa. And kisses her. <gasps> oh, whoa. Oh, God. Yes. Ah! Kim, are you confused? Are you confused? I got too are you many, confused? Too many feelings. I know. So many feelings. So she kisses him back. And then she's like, she's like, we can't. We don't live in the same world. Then he says, there is a way. Oh, no. Douglas, no. So, Kim. No. What are you going to do and what is she going to do? I got to leave. Okay. You're going to pack up your WAP and go. Okay. I don't want to kill myself. Okay. So you're packing up your WAP and leaving. Yeah. What is she going to do? What is she going to do? I don't think she wants to either. So she's she's going to say no. That's two points. Hey. She says... Uh, no, and how can you even suggest that? And he's like, we'll be happy together. And he's like, let go of this life and we can be together. And then she looks him in the face and says, if I was going to follow someone into death, I would have followed my husband. And he goes, you tried, bitch. Oof. Yeah. And she's like, ouch. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. And then she's like, yes, but 
I'm past that now. He starts losing it. There's that fucking temper, Kim. I'm telling you, I he's know. got a fucking ghost I temper. It. I saw it. Uh, he I starts saw losing the it. The invisible he's, flag. Yeah. And he's like, I only exist because of you. And now you want to condemn me to loneliness? Kim, what does she do and what do you do? You're not my responsibility. <laughs> it's not my responsibility to make anyone else happy. That's your like responsibility. So fucking codependent. Like codependent and abusive. I'm going to leave again. This time with less sadness because I'm like, this ain't okay. Yeah, you're a fucking toxic ghost, dude. I'm going to need you to get on the frequency with a therapist and yeah. start seeing them, Douglas. I will try to find a ghost therapist Hashtag ghost therapy. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. And thank you. Yeah. Um. Okay, wait. So what did he just say? Uh, just like threatening her, like you're going to condemn me, like threatening and guilting her saying like, I only exist. And like, you're like, basically, if you leave now, my eternal loneliness is your fault. Um, I and, think like getting in her face that she gets pissed back and stands her ground and is like, no, that's one and a half. Yeah, goodbye. Like, get, like, goodbye. And uh, now he is corporeal right now because it's nighttime. But she says, if you don't calm down, I'll leave during the day when you can't stop me. Mm -hmm. And he gets in her face and says, you think just because you can't see me, I'm not around? I'm watching your every move. There's a woman in my house, a woman I can touch and feel. You think I respected your privacy? You look incredible naked, by the way. Oh, God. Now I feel violated. Yeah. Oh. Toxic ghost boyfriend. Toxic Damn ghost it. boyfriend. I, wish so, I just catch it. I just I want to find a man I, and I can't I even know. get a fucking ghost boy who's not toxic. But here's the thing, Kim. You need an evolved man. I Douglas do. is just a ball of unworked through emotion and you're better than that. I do. I need a high EQ. You and really, really do. So a- like, honestly, like he's not right for you. You're not losing anything. He's losing you. Okay, queen. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just, you know, it's hard out there. I hear you. It's hard out there for a ghost and, well, and not and non-ghosts. So <laughs> all of us. All of us. <laughs> so she slaps him. Yeah, she does. And makes contact. In comes Teresa. She says, Douglas? She can see she and can hear see him. him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Douglas, you have to let go. And then she says, you need to know the truth. I told Nell <gasps> I was pregnant. Teresa! I told Nell I was pregnant with your child. 
because I didn't think she loved you enough. Fucking Teresa did all this shit with her toxic bullshit. Fucking Teresa created a fucking abusive ghost because bitch can't move on. Yeah. Teresa. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. the woman's fault. He can react differently. Let's be real. But yes. (sighs) Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa. Right. Yeah. Also, get some hashtag therapy. I mean, everybody, like, is there a village therapist? Clearly they don't have that person in their, in their cult community. And also like if, if, uh, if Daniel is like the GP that's prescribing antidepressants and serving as the psychiatrist, like you can't go talk to your husband. You need a separate therapist. We need to work this out. It's a complicated cult world. It really is. So she says, you have to let go. You have to find peace. So, like, basically, she's hoping that, like, having all the information. Him knowing will, like, the release. truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, at that point, Douglas is just kind of, like, in shock. And Audrey goes, Douglas? And he air thrusts Audrey back into a corner and thrusts chairs in front of her. So, she's, like, kind of caged there. <laughs> and Audrey's like, you're. Um, unlocking some new skill levels here that I'm not prepared for. So then Douglas like shushes Teresa is like shh, 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 and walks up to her and he's like putting his hands on her face. No, 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 no. And she can feel it. No. And she closes her eyes no. and smiles. Neck snap. Ah! I knew it. I knew it. I was like, Teresa, you don't know Ghost you Douglas. You don't know Ghost Douglas. You don't know Ghost Douglas. Yeah, he's just a ball of toxic energy, sis. Uh, I'm glad she could see him, though, because that at least confirmed that this is a ghost and not at all in my... It confirmed my I'm not crazy uh, for me. So that was 100, 100. Yeah, I've got some other problems to deal with now. But like, at least I don't need to like leave and go like, um, like commit myself. Yeah. Like you've got 99 problems, but a hallucination ain't one. Exactly. Phew. Yeah. Uh, I like waited for you to finish your sentence so I could come in with that. You're really proud of yourself. It was good. It was okay. Great job. High five. It was okay. Yeah, thanks. So, so that should be the title of the episode. Yeah, 99 problems, but hallucinations ain't one. So <laughs> at this point, Audrey, like, y- like, uses this opportunity to, like, break out of her chair cage. Right, yeah. And she makes a run for it, runs down to the bottom of the stairs. He's in front of her. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, so Kim, no. no. Question 12, what? what do you do and what does she do? Um, he's at the bottom of the stairs. Yep. Am I still on the stairs or I'm at like the bottom now too? Bottom as well. I'm going to grab that axe from the wood pile and axe him. Okay. Which, what does she do? Who knows if that will go through him or not. I don't know, but I'm going to try. Okay. Um, hand in hand. One point for her. She grabs the axe and he says, 
did you think you could kill me again? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> he He's really toxic, Kim. He fucking makes fun of you. He tells you that no one's going to love you like he does. I mean, it's toxic abuse mentality. It's just, so It's just when it's someone who loves me. Right? <laughs> so he grabs the axe from her. Uh, and he's like, you have no one else to turn to. No one understands you. This is where you're meant to be. You're wrong. And he touches her face. And she's like, you've lost your mind. And he says, very well. I'll kill you. And she goes, if you kill me, I won't be stuck here. I'll be with the man I love. And he's like, no! And he swings the axe and it slices across her wrists. Oh, shit. And she's bleeding. So, Kim, last question. You're bleeding. What do you do? What does she do? Um... Sorry. Did you fall asleep? No, I was really thinking hard. I was like going through some some detailed strategies in there. Um, Okay. Because at this point, he doesn't want to kill her. Because he's mad. He's like, no, you can't die and be with your person. Or he does. I think you're giving him a lot of like credit for clear thought right okay so he's just raging okay well then that takes out something that he's gonna do so um and like frankly like he doesn't nobody actually knows like if like how this all works you know what i mean right 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 right. well shit So he's still, like, in front of me. We're still at, like, the stairs, basically. You are between him and the front door. I am between him and the front door. I'm in the middle? Yep. Oh. Well, then I'm going to fucking run. I'm fucking running to Dr. Daniel to be, like... Help me, sir. P.S. Your wife is dead. Uh, <laughs> By a ghost. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good for me. Hack balls. Oh, shit. So listen. A ghost killed your wife. Hear me out. <laughs> it's going to look like it was just her and me in the cottage, but I'm telling you. It was a ghost. I'm the only one he can see him, though. Hashtag confusing. Okay. New plan. <laughs> I'm going to run okay. out the door still. Okay. I'm going to... Do I have a car? How'd, yeah. I, how'd I get here? All right, I'm getting in the car and I'm fucking leaving forever. And I'll I'll cool. take my shirt off and um, hold my try and wrap my wristies. Love that for you. Um, to stop the bleeding. Uh, 
goodbye forever. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out the next step of my plan after, as time moves on. Yeah. She, I think, also runs out the door. She certainly makes a violent attempt to get out the door. She's not quite able to run because she's actively sliced open. But she does manage to crawl towards the door and, like, cross the threshold, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like, kind of like a touchdown Ooh. in that you only have to be a little bit past the threshold in order for it to count as a touchdown. Okay. So as she does that, the axe falls out of Douglas's <sighs> hand he tries to grab her and can't, and he's like, no, and then disappears. So basically, end zone outside, he's if gone. she's the only thing that keeps him real right. and she's not playing the game anymore, Douglas is bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hooray. But then she passes, passes out, out. Die, dies. Dies? Dies? unclear cut to okay her waking up in the hospital but at that moment right right, right. so waking up in the hospital i just think it takes like a little bit of time to like bleed out to even be having to be crawling does that make sense i hear you i'm gonna give you a little inside scoop uh the the slicing in and of itself would have been a difficult feat to manage on even if he's like a stealthy ghost man uh and yeah she bled out real fast okay so we're just suspending disbelief right now yeah okay fair fair, fair. yeah so like honestly based on the cuts like you could have wrapped it in your shirt and like made it to town Mm -hmm. and then tried to explain how a ghost killed the woman upstairs so cut to her waking up in the hospital her sister alex is sitting by her bed and basically, Alex is like, what happened? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? Like, you were in a cottage, bleeding from your wrists. Uh, There's a dead lady upstairs with her neck snapped. What the fuck? And Audrey's like, you wouldn't believe me. And Alex is like, try me. And Audrey's like, it was a ghost? <laughs> and Alex is like... Cool. Okay. Great. <laughs> and so sister is like, you were right. I don't believe you. And then Audrey says, where's Teresa? And Alex is like, bitch, she did. I was going to ask you what happened to Teresa. And she's like, she, uh, Alex says she was dead when they found you. Um, and Audrey has a realization where she goes, they think I did it. And Alex is like, I mean, yeah, probably, you know? And, uh, Alex is like, the only reason you're not currently locked up right now is because of the angle of the cuts and the strength of the cuts. You couldn't have done that to yourself on both wrists at the, like that way. Makes sense. Basically. So now we cut to Daniel and Anubis locking the front door of the cottage looking back walking down the street credits the end 
Wow. Yeah. <sighs> that was a journey. Yeah. A heart- Quite a journey. Heartbreaking journey. And uh, just, you know, like we can't glorify. Find a man. I we mean, can't give ghosts a pass. You know what I'm saying? They still have to live up to our relationship standards true. just because they're hot British hipster ghosts. You know, does what? not mean you're right that Catherine. they get a pass to our WAP. You're so you know? right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. I'm me... glad that I learned this lesson. Thank you. You're welcome. Let me total your points. You have a gift because there's no dead or alive. Yay. You're welcome. This is going to be my best score ever. <laughs> I know. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. This was a great fucking score. (laughs) You got, out of 26 points, 19 points. Hala. Nice fucking work. Thank you. Um, So that was Soulmate. I liked that. That sounded fun. I thought you were going to like it. Just the idea of like, do I get into a a committed relationship with a ghost? (laughs) Is this for me? It's right up my (laughs) It really is. It's right up my alley. Yeah. But we learned some important lessons. We did. You know, you know I just feel like we really, we really like figured out where we stood. Like, should you be considering a relationship with a ghost? Now we know the right questions to ask. Yeah. I can't lower my standards just because they're a British hipster ghost. Now yeah. I know. Exactly. That was an educational episode. I I agree. Um, Thank you. So I wanted to do this at the beginning of the episode, but I forgot because I'm Seriously. so fucking asleep. Um, I want to read some more patrons. Right. Give me one second. I'm going to read some patrons. I forgot the dead are alive and I forgot the patrons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on the struggle bus today. Uh, <laughs> But your song is wonderful. Thank you. Okay. It's shout out so. time for some it's of our sh- patrons. Shout out time. We got some like holes in this house. We got some holes in this house. Hey, hey, I, hey, hey. Isn't it weird how that fucking song applies to literally every single human situation that there is? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have Bethany Richardson, Kyle Lee. Catherine Jones, Heather Murphy, Amanda, sorry, my computer is loud. I'm saying it's so weird. Amanda, just plain Amanda. We have Gareth McMahon. Come on down. <laughs> we have Kevin Haub. You've won as well. We have Joshua Kagan. Joshua A. Kagan. So sorry. We have Brian Sharp, Michael Mazzi, Joseph Laux, Kelsey Alex Hippo. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that, that that's not your actual name. We I have Olivia Allison. We have Madam of Horror. We have Ana Lucero, Cindy Madden, Erica Johnson, 
and then we'll do some more shout outs next week yay yeah thank you guys so fucking much seriously 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 thank you so much we love you um if you want to join our patreon please do over at patreon.com we've got some great matreon bone con (laughs) we do live commentary and postmortems and other shit. home games you can play <laughs> what do we do you can play home games with us oh. you can get cool merch you can watch live video episodes of our episodes yep you can do that there's so much to do over there guys it's, it's like a smorgasbord playground of stuff it's fun um you can also follow us at kk sam that's on twitter and instagram at kk sam podcast <laughs> what did i say at kk sam <laughs> yeah uh, you can catch friends asleep. It's okay. I am asleep. At, so wait, uh, uh, at KK Sam podcast. That's where yes. you can follow us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then also come talk, be our friend in our Facebook group, which yes. is Sammy stay alive. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that's everything. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. Catra needs some bee pollen. I really need some bee pollen. Um, so we love you so much. We love you so and, much. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been Kim and Kat. Stay alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay alive. We got some hoes in this house. We, we got, got some hoes in this house. Ghosted me. I'm done. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.